Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from the Urban Meyer Dance Party, it's the Fourth and Inches Show with Jenna and the Sherpa. <laughs> Jenna, how are you this week? I mean, I think we're all better than Urban Meyer. <laughs> safe to say. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think he's had more apology press conferences than he's had games he's coached in the NFL at this point. That's not ideal. Probably not. No. And How are you doing this with your Giants looked a little better? Yeah, no wins. Yeah, and they blew their we'll draft their their top five draft pick in the <laughs> in the meantime. But um, well I guess now I should start thinking positive and thinking about this week's showdown and when we take down the Cowboys we'll be in the driver's seat for the NFC East championship, if not the NFC championship. So I'm feeling <laughs> pumped, go. baby. Well, you're going to Dallas, which is normally where bad things happen to the Cowboys when the Giants are in town. We still and are Eli haunted Manning, by Eli the Manning signing the locker room. Yeah. Well, you know, you never know. Well, he's not we... not doing Monday Night Football this week, so he's available. Well, it's true. Maybe he'll come back for cameo. <laughs> just, just to play the Cowboys. No one else. Just one week only. Um, uh, I'd be in favor of that. Yeah, it's not the worst idea. Um, I am I am still on the Danny Dimes train though. I'm still still feeling like he could be the guy. I might be alone in that. But uh we do have all kinds of <laughs> we've got all kinds of stuff for you tonight. Um we are thanks to the technology of the world. We're here a day later than we normally are, but we'll be back with you next Wednesday night at our normal time, eight PM. Uh, we'll be here with you for an hour tonight, so you can hang out with us, set your lineup, and then go watch some football, maybe some playoff baseball. The game that's on right now isn't that great, so you should really be with us anyway. Uh, we'll give you all the injuries, news, notes, who to pick up off the waiver wire to fill these holes, and there are a lot of them, who to start, who to sit, our game predictions as always, and some daily fantasy picks for you. So every aspect of fantasy football, we got you covered. Um as always, you can find us all over social media uh, all week long. We're on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. You can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. You can email us at the number 4THN Inches Show at gmail.com. And like I said, we're here for you every Wednesday night from 8 to, p- 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern time. And you can find us all week long anywhere you find your favorite podcast. So if you miss us, you miss the sound of our voice, we're here for you. Um, and if you were someone who had Arizona as the last unbeaten team this season, please let us know, because I don't think a whole lot of people did. Uh, what are you thinking after this week? Arizona's the last one standing. I don't know. They're they're impressive. I mean, I, they, they definitely look like they can be vulnerable at times. I, they don't look like, you know, the 72 Dolphins or the 07 no. uh, <clears throat> Patriots or anything, but... Um, yeah, they they're they're fun to watch and they seem they to have are. a pretty well-rounded team. So, uh, yeah, I could see them being in the hunt all season. Yeah, I think they're going to win again this week. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, two notable moves I this agree. week before we get to to the injury portion of the always lovely segment. Um, it was a, a weird week to be a, an above-average defensive player. The Cowboys released linebacker Jalen Smith, who had played more than 50% of the snaps this season. He led the team in tackles last season. Um, and he's now go- signing with the Packers. The Cowboys are still on the hook for his salary for this season, and the Packers are going to pay him the league minimum. So this dude has managed to parlay it into two salaries this season, so good for him. 
And then the Patriots the next day said, hold my beer. We're actually going to release cornerback Stephon Gilmore. And then didn't release him because the Panthers called and were like, I know you're going to release this guy for nothing, but why don't we give you a six-round draft pick? So Stephon Gilmore is now a member of the Carolina Panthers who for the second time this season have inexplicably overpaid for a defensive player. But here we are. He's still on the pup list, so obviously he's not playing this week. He's eligible to come off after next week's game and will be playing against your Giants in week seven. So some moves going on in the world out here. Also tough week injury-wise for defense players. We'll touch on that in a little bit. Uh, One big note for tonight's game, running back Chris Carson was a game-time decision. He was questionable. He's officially not going to play tonight. So Alex Collins, come on down. He's going to be your starting running back for the Seahawks tonight. And don't forget, this week we have the always fun-filled London game starting. (laughs) And in true NFL fashion, we've sent two terrible teams over, the Falcons and the Jets. And the Falcons said, listen, we're not even going to send half of our offense. Wide receiver Russell Gage did not make the trip, and neither did Calvin Ridley, which was surprising. They're saying he's going to be out for what's, quote, called a personal matter. Didn't, didn't go to London. Russell Gage is still dealing with an ankle injury, so he didn't travel. So we're going to meet some of the Falcons practice squad this week, so everyone get excited for that. <laughs> In Carolina, you know, some I better am. news, I, I can only imagine, whatever the over-under is, take the under this week. That's my advice for that game. Um, in Carolina, right well, back then you're McCaffrey, forgetting about the Jets. That's, that's true. But – and. <laughs> How could we forget the offensive juggernaut we saw last week? Jeez Louise. Well, yeah, when's the last man. time both New York teams uh, won in overtime in the same week? That's a good question. When was the last time they both won in the same week, period, let alone in overtime? <laughs> I think it's been a little That's while. That's better question. Yeah. The answer so might, we'll get both on that. questions might be the same. That's true. Get Blue, Blue, the former kitten, now cat on that. He's our, our stat man. <laughs> Checking it out. He's so uh, excited about the fact there were two cat teams playing each other on the Thursday yes. night football game last week. He wouldn't let yeah. me anywhere near the TV. He'd start growling at me if I wanted to change well, the channel. You know, he can't have you fraternizing with other cats. Just just can't have that. It's, it's got an exclusive deal with you. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But... It's good to know that he's still got strong opinions and feelings because we do value his, his insight here. He's, he's picked some winners. we got to give him that. Um, the cats were 1-3 last week. Yeah, the, some of the cats are, are getting a little healthier. Christian McCaffrey looks like he may be playing this week. He popped back up at, at practice this week for the Panthers in a limited fashion, but he's got a chance to play. Two days in a row he's been out of practice, so that's got to be promising for the Panthers and less so for the Eagles. Out in Detroit, uh, another cat organization, the Lions. Tight end TJ Hawkinson didn't practice yesterday. He's questionable going into the game this week. He's dealing with a knee injury, but it looks like he's on track to play, barring a setback. Running back DeAndre Swift has been limited at practice with a groin injury. Uh, He should play this week, so I wouldn't worry too much about that. There are certainly some fantasy points to be had there. On the flip side of that game, Vikings running back Dalvin Cook is not practicing. He said he's going to keep playing through his ankle injury. How much he plays, that's anybody's guess. But I'm sure we'll get to that in a little while in our predictions. 
In Denver, we saw quarterback Teddy Bridgewater get knocked out of the game on Sunday with a concussion. He's still technically in the concussion protocol. He actually practiced a little bit today, and they're hoping to clear him tomorrow, so he is going to be your starter on Sunday. Sorry to Drew Locke and his friends and family. In Pittsburgh, quarterback Ben Roethlisberger, shockingly, is not practicing. Um, He's dealing with that pectoral injury and now has also added a hip injury to the mix. He's planning on playing through the pain. I I think the – Steelers fans collectively would prefer he didn't do that, but he's going to continue until, I guess, he actually dies on the field at this point. Uh, Wide receiver Chase Claypool is dealing with hamstring injury, as well as Juju Smith-Schuster, who's dealing with rib injury. They were both limited at practice today. Keep an eye on them going into game time. Um, Ideally, they're not people you're putting all your fantasy hopes and dreams on right now, but I would have a backup plan for those guys regardless. Also worth noting, keep an eye on the Patriots this week. They put their starting left tackle and guard on the COVID list already this week, so keep an eye on potentially some other guys could get added to that list as well. Out in Houston, they released wide receiver Anthony Miller because they're anticipating having Danny Amendola uh, healthier, at least healthy enough to get back on the field. He's been dealing with a thigh injury and missed the last couple of games, but it looks like he's going to play this week. Running back Rex Burkhead in Houston was limited this week so far. Practice with hip injury. He seems to be planning on playing, but again, Probably not a a lot of fantasy value there. The Titans were without both wide receiver Julio Jones and A.J. Brown, both with hamstring injuries last week, and we saw the Jets take advantage of that. (laughs) Julio Jones didn't practice yesterday. Normally doesn't on Wednesday, so I wouldn't worry too much about that. He's officially listed as questionable, as is A.J. Brown, who has been limited to practice. So they are both going to be game-time decisions, but it looks like they're both on track to play. Uh, I don't think they can afford to have two embarrassing losses in a row, so you'll see at least one, if not both, out there this week. In Jacksonville, aside from Urban Meyer and his shenanigans, running back Carlos Hyde was a full participant at practice, so there is some light at the end of the tunnel there. He's been dealing with a shoulder injury, and they could really use all the help they can get. In Miami, wide receiver Will Fuller V has been placed on short-term IR with a broken finger. Uh, so far, that signing has not worked out great for them. He's only been healthy for about 10 minutes. Uh, wide receiver Devontae Parker has also been limited at practice with a shoulder injury. He pretty much is always limited at practice at this point in his career. Um, so he's going to play this week. I wouldn't worry too much about that. Buccaneers tight end Rob Gronkowski did not play last week, which was sort of surprising against the Patriots, uh, but it turns out he actually has four fractured ribs and a punctured lung. They're calling him week to week. He's not practicing right now. I'd be surprised if he played this week, uh, but they won't officially decide until Sunday. So please have a plan B. Even if he gets out there, the man's got four fractured ribs. Not the world's best start. <laughs> Running back Giovanni Bernard has been limited at practice this week with a knee injury. He's questionable going weekend. Looks like he's on track to play, but keep an eye on it. Um, Out in Green Bay, running back Aaron Jones has been limited with his own knee injury. He's going to play this week, though. He also suffered some notable defensive injuries this week, and in turn, signed uh, Jalen Smith. So they're trying to fix that and get healthier coming into their game with Cincinnati, who their running back, Joe Mixon, has not been practicing with an ankle injury. They're not going to decide until later in the week, Uh, but it looks like he is probably not going to play this week so certainly have a plan b on your lineup there because even if he does he's not moving very well right now so probably not the best idea wide receiver t higgins is limited with a shoulder injury and he is also definitely questionable coming into the weekend in washington the football team's defense which has been underperforming took on another three injuries this week um so if you were hoping they would turn around like i was this might not be the week it's going to happen 
it also looks like they're going to be without tight end Logan Thomas for the next four weeks, if not longer. He's dealing with a hamstring injury. So another weapon is gone for them, and that could be a real problem. Running back Antonio Gibson is in limited practice with what they're calling a shin injury. Seems to be on track to play this week, but it could be with limited snaps. However, his backup, J.D. McKissick, has also been limited to practice <laughs> on Tuesday and Wednesday. He actually did have a full practice today. So that's a good sign. At least you've got somebody who's healthier out of that backfield. Uh, he's been dealing with an ankle injury. Reports came out today that Cleveland quarterback Baker Mayfield's been dealing with a partially torn labrum in his throwing shoulder since week two. Has not missed a snap in practice, though. So it seems to be okay. He's doing all right. Just keep it in mind that it could be a problem down the line. Out in Chicago, the days of our lives, the sand keeps on falling, whatever soap opera euphemism you want to put in here, Matt Nagy has now officially named Justin Fields the starter moving forward. <laughs> we all knew this, but now it's official. Andy Dalton, coincidentally, is now fully practicing and will be quarterback number two with his bruised knee, Nick Foles, still hanging out at QB3. Um, they really had their biggest scare this weekend with running back David Montgomery. Uh, looks like he's missed a serious knee injury. It looked pretty bad. Um, during the game, but he reportedly did not tear anything. It's a knee sprain. He's going to be out four to five weeks, which means Damian Williams is your de facto starter now. He's been dealing with a quad contusion. That's just a bruise. He's on track to play. He fully practiced today, so don't worry about that. And wide receiver Darnell Mooney out in Chicago has been limited to practice with a groin injury, so it's going to slow it, slow his stride down a little bit. Keep an eye on that. Raiders running back Josh Jacobs finally returned to the lineup last week. And he actually returned to practicing in full. <laughs> so that's a really good sign. Uh, he's going to play this week. The ankle seems to be getting better. However, running back Peyton Barber, who's been sharing some of the snaps, is dealing with turf toe. He's been limited to practice. They're saying he may miss multiple weeks. Keep that in mind. Uh, Sherpa's Giants were without wide receiver Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton, both with their own hamstring injuries last week. They're both still not practicing. Keep an eye on that. It's going to go down to game time. Um, Really not the healthiest offense in the world, but they'll find a way. Running back Saquon Barkley is always going to be limited to practice with knee injury. He's going to be fine. He's going to hopefully build on the numbers he put up last week. And wide receiver Kenny Galladay was also limited to practice with that groin injury that seems to just be nagging him. He's going to keep playing through it. Out in Dallas, wide receiver Amari Cooper was limited to practice with a ham hamstring injury last week. It was a rib injury, then a hamstring injury. Now it's just down to a hamstring, so that's maybe a good sign. Um, he seems to be planning on playing. Ezekiel Elliott was also limited today. He's knee is dinged up a little bit. He's going to play. I wouldn't worry about that. Out west in San Francisco, there seems to be a contagious calf injury going around. Ted and George Kittle has been dealing with this for the last couple of weeks. He's not practicing. He's going to keep trying to play through it. Jimmy Garoppolo uh, left the game maybe on his own, maybe because the trainer told him to. Not really sure uh, at halftime. Last week, he is going to be a game-time decision. He said maybe it'll be a couple weeks. Shanahan says maybe he's playing this week. Who knows? 49ers running back uh, Elijah Mitchell, however, still dealing with a shoulder injury. He's in limited practice. I'd definitely keep an eye on that. Out in Arizona, DeAndre Hopkins, James Conner, and A.J. Green all took Wednesday's practice off. Don't worry. They were just resting. Veterans rest day. <laughs> the Chiefs have promoted wide receiver Josh Gordon to the 53-man roster. He's going to make his debut with the team this week. 
and also worth noting that Dolphins quarterback Tua Tunga-Vailoa is expected to be ready to return for next week's game when he's eligible to come off that short-term IR. He's been healing well, so uh, all you Jacoby Brissett lovers, I'm sorry, but it looks like that window is closing for us. <laughs> Uh, so we've got some holes to fill here, Sherpa. What have you done? <laughs> this is actually one of the shorter injury reports, believe it or not. I wrote a sonnet about each of the 32 NFL teams. <laughs> and how they're all top five draft picks. <laughs> um, oh, I goodness. could amend it, but to cover that. <laughs> and uh, Blue and Ezra both uh, joined me for the waiver wire. Oh, perfect. That's what I like to hear. We got a we got a whole crowd here. A lot of opinions on the waiver double, wire. I think they're pulling together. Double cats. teamed. Yes. They'll they're gonna be uh cheering every time I mention it's someone from a cat team. And uh starting off the first player I'm gonna recommend is from a cat team and that would be Samaj P. Ryan. If you're looking for a running back, as Jana alluded to before Joe Mixon, um unlikely to play this week. Samaj P. Ryan might be a a decent um, fill-in. That's pretty much it, unfortunately. Alex Collins is still there for the next few minutes if you need him for tonight's game. But the other guys that I'm looking at are more just people that I think might get some garbage time carries Mm -hmm. this week or maybe so Ramondra – Stevenson, Brandon Bolden for the Patriots fall into that category. And then if you believe in revenge games, maybe the Jets will give uh, Tevin Coleman some carries against his former team, Atlanta. He hasn't gotten many carries in the weeks uh, prior to this, so I don't know why that would change, but uh, who knows? Yeah, it's it's tough out there. It's always tough for running backs, especially with everybody going by committee at this point, but there have been a lot of big injuries, so it is still Lynn Pickens out there. Yeah, contrast that with wide receivers where there's still some good options out yeah. there. A.J. Green, uh, top of my list, you know, Arizona's offense, who doesn't love that? And he seems to have solidified <laughs> yeah. himself as uh, as uh, Kyler Murray's um, uh, preferred option after um, mm-hmm. uh, DeAndre Hopkins there. So, you know, for whatever reason, yeah. you know, he's, he's – and he seems to be healthy too, which is also uh, – something that hadn't been the case uh, when he was in Cincinnati the last couple of years. So between not having uh, you know, Andy Dalton um, as, a, as his quarterback anymore and being healthy, you know, who knows, maybe good things are ahead for him. Uh, Rondale Moore um, had a first, uh, had a couple nice games at the beginning of the season for Arizona, but like I said, has <laughs> since been uh, supplanted by AJ Green, but he's still out there if you want to, buy-in on even a third or fourth option in Arizona's pass offense. He's there. Hunter Renfro, uh, Josh Gordon, if you want to roll the dice on a high-powered offense that doesn't seem to have a real uh, bona fide number two wide receiver, although you could argue that uh, you know, I don't understand why uh, Mitchell Hardman can't ever get it together and just be consistent. Keep putting him on team. It never works. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, between Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, there probably aren't a lot of targets left there for, a, you know, That's a true. third receiving option. But uh, Josh Gordon, I, I don't know. I'm, call me uh, 
you know, if you're old enough to remember Charlie Brown always trying to kick the football and failing, <laughs> I'm the guy that's always there trying to put Josh Gordon on my fantasy teams and thinking that this will be the time that he uh, this know, is going to be the year on, on the straight and narrow and uh, helps win a fantasy championship for a little to no investment. Uh, Tim Patrick with Denver, Marquez Callaway, who's um, still out there in a lot of leagues, even though he still appears to be the number one option, although I know, you know you're probably not that interested in Jameis Winston's number one option just because it's, it's still Jameis Winston throwing him the ball. Uh, Zach I mean, he has to throw it I'll give him that. <laughs> he does. It can't be Alvin Kamara every play. And then uh, Van Jefferson no. Jr. quietly having a nice season for the Rams as their uh, third or fourth option. But again, mm-hmm. in the high passing volume offense, there's some value there. There's definitely some good options out at wide receiver. And I'm I'm with you. I'll buy into the Charlie Brown theory on on uh, Josh Gordon for a week or two. I think he I think he could fit in really well. I think it just it's it's boom or bust. So if you've got a roster spot to play with, I would do it. Yeah, or if you're trying to decide between him and someone like Brian Edwards who I've been high on the past few yeah. weeks but is now in the Sherpa doghouse, um mm, and being cut question. by multiple teams, then no, it's not a place you want to be. But, uh, yeah, roll the dice with Josh Gordon and see what happens. All right, I'm moving on to (laughs) court. Well, we'll see. Um, He may be be back in our bad graces uh, by next week's show, but uh, we'll see. Actually, I I don't expect him to get much in the way of targets this week, but uh, one never knows. So just on the off chance mm-hmm. he does play a role in what figures to be one of the more high-scoring games of the week. Uh, not a not a bad uh, speculative pickup. Uh, Quarterback-wise, there, there are a handful of decent options out there. Some might have value for the um, foreseeable future, and some are just, you know, like streaming plays for this week. But I'll mention Sam Darnold, Daniel Jones, mm-hmm. who I'm sure you're going to be running out to pick up in all your leagues. Jameis Winston, Obviously. who, if Daniel Jones isn't there, will be your second choice. <laughs> uh, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, and uh, Justin Fields uh, getting another shot. Uh, those round out my uh, half dozen or so quarterbacks. Uh, any thoughts or uh, additions, deletions to that list? Yeah, I mean, I if you're able to stash Trey Lance, maybe he plays this week, maybe he doesn't, but at some point this season you kind of think he's got to. Um, so if he's out there, simply about out there in about half a week. Maybe I'd take a flyer on that. But, no, I do like me some Jan- Daniel Jones. If you had a roster spot to fill and you could speculate, would you pick up um, Trey Lance or Josh Gordon? Mm. I think Trey Lance. I, I just don't think Jimmy Garoppolo can live through a whole season. Prove me wrong, Jimmy. Prove me wrong. <laughs> I think I'm going with Josh Gordon just because I think if he's healthy, there's a higher upside there, somebody that can actually help you win a fantasy championship this year. But that's, again, that's the best-case scenario. The most likely scenario is that he's good but not great, and the the less likely scenario, albeit uh, still plausible, is that uh, he doesn't uh, make it through the season. But uh, let's hope that he does. Um, Moving on to tight ends, uh, Hunter Henry, still out there in a lot of leagues. I know, you know it's not really clear between Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry who the 
preferred option is there, although Hunter Henry seems to have gotten more targets through the first mm-hmm. uh, four weeks of the season than Johnny Smith. But uh, Zach Ertz having a mini resurgence in Philadelphia, although it's been sort of obscured by how badly the Eagles have been playing overall. Um, Max Williams, if you, and he's another angle yes. or point of entree into that Arizona offense. Uh, if you're looking for one, still you know, out there you know, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's still out there in a lot of leagues. He's questionable for this week, but you know he's been up or down. But you know those are the kinds of guys, the high variance guys that you want, uh, especially in the reserve roles that you know if they hit in a particular yeah. week could. Um, really uh, help you withstand a bi-week uh, loss or maybe even, you know, help you down the road if your uh, preferred option has a, a mm-hmm. bad matchup in a given week. Uh, Tyler Conklin, apparently healthy in uh, Minnesota, again, yeah. um, back on the list. And um, uh, C.J. Uzama in Cincinnati and Jack Doyle in Indianapolis uh, rounding out my uh, – list of tight ends. Uh, any thoughts, additions, or deletions to that list? No, I definitely agree with you on Max Williams. I put him on two teams today, so I'm I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. There, you just have to think with an offense scoring that many points, even if he only gets a couple of looks, he's still better off than you are with, you know, Cole Komet in Chicago at this point. It's funny you should mention that because I think I actually caught Cole Komet today in one league to pick up Max Williams, but... Uh, I did it. Funny I did it in one team. <laughs> so, so, and then um, we're in agreement on this, if, gonna, if nothing else. <laughs> yes, yes. And then for um, streaming defenses, uh, if you're looking to stream a defense this week, some widely available options include Tennessee, Dallas, Green Bay, and Las Vegas. Yeah, the Tennessee yeah. one uh-huh. is probably the preferred one. So. They'll probably be doing a lot of sack dancing, if not lap dancing, going against Jacksonville. But uh, (laughs) anyway. Could be both. Could be both. I hope they get creative. (laughs) It could be. So, yeah, I wonder if they'd get a taunting penalty for that. But uh, if they all went and ran over to the Jacksonville sideline and did a synchronized dance routine for Urban Meyer. See, that's a, that's how we fix a, a viewership problem. That right there, that gets people to change the channel. Genius. We've we've now solved the problem for the NFL. We've now we've now made people want to watch Tennessee and Jacksonville on Sunday. Yep. Yep. There we go. I think you know if okay. we could only find a way to make the London game interesting, we'd have it all covered. <laughs> that could be an interesting game. I mean, talent-wise, those teams are <sighs> probably a fairly similar level so that could be an interesting game I wouldn't I mean with Atlanta keeping half the team behind that's a bit of a problem but um yeah yeah I mean we're all gonna watch it it's on at nine thirty in the morning <laughs> what else are we doing uh, I mean who who among us doesn't want to see what uh, Olamide Zacchaeus is up to yes exactly exactly this is what the people want <laughs> Tajay Sharp was the last time I heard of him he was I think a high draft pick with Tennessee, so my yeah, how the mighty yeah, have fallen. Well, you know what? London's calling for him. This could be his time. He's gonna rise up. Somebody has to catch a football. He even has he even has an E at the end of his name, so he's all set for uh UK. He's ready. He's ready for his debut. Yeah. He has <laughs> his star turn in the Atlanta receiving <laughs> core. 
I know okay. I know this will probably shock everybody, but I don't think either of us are going to have Tajay Sharp in our top ten of wide receivers to start. Um, but we'll keep the anticipation going, and we'll start with running backs instead of wide receivers. <laughs> Let you guys marinate okay. on Tajay Sharp for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's still time. Oh, so. right? He could make it into my avoid list, but uh, maybe not. Yeah. Well, who do you like out of running okay. backs? You know, anybody um, that you're, you're feeling guy. as excited about Tajay Sharp? Um, not quite, but almost. Uh, Dalvin Cook at the top of the list, if he's assuming he's healthy enough to play. Um, Aaron Jones uh, would also be high up on that list if he's able to play. Nick <laughs> Chubb, Ezekiel Elliott, Austin Eckler, Chase Edmonds. Um, I, I know you don't like tandems, but uh, if Christian McCaffrey is healthy <laughs> enough to play, great. And if he's not uh, Chuba Hubbard, um, they would make, one of those two makes my list. I'm just not sure which one yet. Ask me at 11.30 on Sunday morning. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Blair, Daryl Henderson, and Leonard Fournette rounding out my top ten and uh, honorable mentions for James Conner and Kareem Hunt. Those are, those are fair, fair honorable mentions. <clears throat> um, I have Derrick Henry at the top of my list. I know most of his points were in garbage time last week. It's going to be fine, guys. Everything's going to be okay. Uh, Austin Eckler coming in at number two for me. Alvin Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott, and Saquon Barkley rounding out my top five. Aaron Jones is all the way down at six on my list. Nick Chubb, uh, Chase Edmonds, James Robinson, and Darnell Henderson Jr. rounding out my top ten. So I think we had six in agreement there, but you'll be happy to know that uh, Saquon Barkley and James Robinson lead off my avoid <laughs> list for this week, followed uh, by Jonathan Taylor, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, DeAndre Smith, Jamal Williams, Damian Williams, Miles Gaskin, and Mark Ingram. So basically, I don't think it's going to be a good week for you if you're running back uh, with the last name of Williams this week. Yeah, yeah, tough, tough. Um, believe it or not, Dalvin Cook is at the top of my avoid list this week. <laughs> I, I don't Dalvin believe. Cook for Saquon Barkley. <laughs> Actually, I don't I believe his ankle is. <laughs> I don't think his ankle is as healthy as they want to sell us on it. And the fact is, this game, they don't need Dalvin Cook to win it for them. I, they can do it just fine without him. Alexander Madison has been perfectly reasonable coming in in his place. And I think Dalvin Cook will be active. He will play. It's going to be in limited snaps. And I don't think it's going to be worth the fantasy points. So I am not starting him this week. Call me crazy. Also on my list, Miles Sanders in Philadelphia figure out a run game, maybe I'll get on board with this, but you can't hand it off to the man three times and call him your starting running back. It just doesn't work. Um, Naheem Hines in Indianapolis, Elijah Mitchell in San Francisco, like I said, that shoulder injury makes me a little iffy. Um, Mark Ingram, I.I. Kenyon Drake, Devin Singletary, J.D. McKissick, Miles Gaskin, and Jamal Williams. So I got one of the Williams checking in on my list. Okay. Uh, how about um... – wide receivers who's who's at the top of your list this week? Cooper Cup, without a doubt, at the top of my list. Uh, really liking what's going on with him and Matt Stafford right now. DJ Moore, a very close second out in Carolina. I never really thought I'd get on board with a Sam Darnold wide receiver, but I'm all in. I'm all in, especially this week against Eagles. Uh, Tyreek Hill checking in at three. DK Metcalf and Justin Jefferson running at the top five. Devonta Adams down at six on my list. Keenan Allen, DeAndre Hopkins, Terry McLaurin, and Debo Samuel. Despite whoever okay. plays quarterback, I'm still good with Debo Samuel. 
All right, we agree on six. That's pretty good. Um, okay. Tyree Hill at the top of my list. Uh, Devontae Adams, two. Stefan Diggs, three. DeAndre Hopkins, four. Justin Jefferson, five. Mike Evans, six. Cooper Cup, seven. DJ Moore, eight. Odell Beckham Jr., nine. And Mike Williams, ten on my list. Uh, honorable mentions. Amari Cooper, Adam Thielen, Chris Godwin, Robbie Anderson, and uh, Keenan Allen, who was on your uh, top ten list. Yep. Yep. He's seven on my list. Uh, I'm very interested to see how our game picks go. Um, top of my list, one and two, come out of Pittsburgh. Juju Smith-Schuster, Chase Clay. For avoiding. Nope. Yeah, for avoiding. I don't want any part of this. I don't want any part of this Ben Roethlisberger offense. Uh, LaVisca Chenault checking in at three. Very similar idea here. Not a great offense, not a lot of points. Jamison Crowder, who finally is over COVID and injuries, but still in London. Two points for the Jets. Tough. Uh, T. Higgins checking in at five. Darnell Mooney, Devontae Parker, Cole Beasley, Brandon Cephas, and Henry Ruggs, II. All right. We, we agreed on about half of them. I've got Alan Robinson at the top of my list, yeah. uh, Kenny Galladay, Quintez Cephas, Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, who had a nice game last week, but uh, don't yeah. like him against the Vikings this week, uh, Devontae Parker, Jalen Waddell, Brandon Cooks, Marvin Jones, LaVisca Chenault, and Darnell Moody rounding out my uh, tend to avoid. I think I think we're in agreement what teams are probably scoring the least amount of points this week <laughs> from how we're avoiding things. Sounds like it. I'm pretty good about that. <laughs> how about quarterbacks? Are you liking this week? Uh, Patrick Mahomes at the top of my list as he is many weeks. Uh, Dak Prescott, two. Kyler Murray, three. Josh Allen, four. Tom Brady with an appearance in the top five, although maybe I shouldn't trust him after last week. Matthew Stafford, yeah. six. Aaron Rodgers, seven. Justin Herbert, eight. Kirk Cousins, nine. Sam Darnold, ten. And uh, honorable, May- honorable mention to uh, Baker Mayfield, and maybe he'll find a new labor at the yard sale. Or, or just give us another commercial, because I've been watching those forever. <laughs> just so good. I know. <laughs> I try to work that in every week. It just it brings me so much joy. I really appreciate that. Thank you, Sherpa. <laughs> um, I you have probably John feel Allen the way about that commercial list. that the way I did at the um, during the Olympics that uh, Walter the cat you know for the oh, Chevy Silverado I was, commercial. I'm still laughing about that. The dead ringer for blue. Today. He doesn't have a workstation. <laughs> Yeah, what's so special uh, about him? He doesn't have a workstation. That's <laughs> awesome. It never stops being funny. It literally <laughs> never does. Oh, God. And Walter, go get firewood <laughs> at the end. I love that. All right. Sorry, I interrupted. Um, who who oh, do you like quarterback-wise? <laughs> Obviously, Walter. Um, Josh Allen would, would check in behind him. Uh, <laughs> Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and Dak Prescott. I Honestly, you could throw all five of them against the wall. Any any of them could be number one on the list. But uh, Matthew Stafford, a very close six. Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, uh, Kirk Cousins, and Justin Herbert rounding out my top ten. Okay. I have um, at least one of your uh, top ten on my avoid list. <laughs> so let's see how that goes. Um, Matt Ryan, Daniel Jones, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Ben Roethlisberger, Jared Goff, Jacoby Brissett, Davis Mills, and Walter are on my avoid list this week. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we certainly have some overlap here. Um, Matt Ryan at the top of my list as Matt well. Matt Walter. Trevor, 
not Walter. No, nope. Walter's on my start list all day, every day, even without a workstation. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, Matt Ryan, Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, Jacoby Brissett in his potential swan song for the Dolphins, Carson Wentz, those two sprained ankles, uh, Justin Fields, Ben Roethlisberger, Jared Goff, Ty- Taylor Heineke, and poor Davis Mills. It's going to be a tough week. Do Dolphins have swan songs? Oh, sorry. I guess we're going to find out this week. We could we could also get Blue on that. Blue and Walter can team up, figure it out for us. <clears throat> Probably. That's something we should find out. Okay. How about uh, tight ends? Who do you like this week? Love Darren Waller. Can't say enough about how much I love Darren Waller. Um, love the matchup. Also, Travis Kelsey, again, kind of a no-brainer there, 1A, 1B. TJ Hawkinson, as long as he gets on the field, I'm going to be starting him. Mark Andrews, same thing. Noah Font in Denver as well. Dalton Schultz, I think we may have finally figured out who the Cowboys' number one tight end is, which means probably Blake Jarwin's going to get every target this week. But I'm hoping it's still Dalton Schultz. George Hill and his dad calf at seven, Tyler Higby, Kyle Pitts, and Dawson Knox. Huh. That's going to be interesting. Um, I've got Travis Kelsey (laughs) at the top of my list. Robert Tanyan, second. Dawson Knox, three. Austin Hooper, four. Max Williams, five, Jared Cook, six, Gerald Everett, seven, Dalton Schultz, eight, Blake Jarwin, nine. See, I didn't even want to uh, make them. Uh, <laughs> uh, We've been burned too I many times. <laughs> yes. And then uh, checking in at number 10, I'm going to roll the dice with uh, Tommy Tremble, who I'm still upset that mm-hmm. I like get away in a dynasty league. Yeah, that one's going to come up for a little while. Uh, but great name. We do like saying Tommy Tremble. He's in my purgatory, just somewhere out in the middle there. Uh, I have Ronald Pogankowski at the top of my avoid list because I think he's crazy enough to try to play, and it's just not going to be worth it. The man can't breathe. Just It's not it's not ideal for running and catching footballs from what I understand. Uh, maybe Austin they can put Brady the out there. <clears throat> yeah, maybe. Austin Hooper, who's on your, uh, your start list, I have on my avoid list as well as Zach Ertz. I'm I'm not buying in on the blonde hair and the comeback just yet. Let's let's see it happen more than once. Anthony Fursker in Tennessee, Gerald Everett, who uh, now is actually has not been activated off the COVID list today anyway. So moot point there. Oh. Dan Arnold in Jacksonville, right, Robert <laughs> Robert Tanyan, Max Williams, Cole Komet, and Jared Cook. Well, how could you? It just happened like an hour ago. It looked like he could get a negative test in today, but I guess not. So. Here we are. All right. Thanks for forgiving me, letting me off the hook. No um, <laughs> the tight ends I want to avoid sounds a lot like your recommended list. Uh, George Kittle, yeah. Kyle Pitts, <laughs> Noah Font, TJ Hawkinson, Evan Engram, Eric Ebron, Pat Fryermuth, uh, Cole Komet, Jack Doyle, and Jimmy Graham. Ooh, Jimmy Graham. Okay. All right. I don't think anybody's starting him anymore, there. but. Pardon? You never know. You never know these days. I am, I like I was saying, I'm very interested for our game fix because the way that we're we're differing on some things, I'm I'm intrigued by. Uh, how about okay. defenses? Did you bring Did you bring your tiers this week? I did. Um, in a tier by themselves this week are the Tennessee Titans <laughs> who get to uh, travel to Jacksonville, and I think they'll be uh, pretty happy with the outcome there. Uh, Minnesota, yeah. Tampa Bay, New England. Pittsburgh, Las Vegas, Dallas, the Jets, Denver, Green Bay, New Orleans, Arizona, and Baltimore. So I think that's 13 in my top 10. 
That sounds about right. Uh, <laughs> they'll probably be like 15 in your avoid list. <laughs> Everybody else avoid. Uh, <laughs> I have uh, the only traditional 11. 10. Oh, that's not bad, actually. That's, that's a light week okay. for you for defenses. <laughs> I've got the Patriots, Raiders, and Cardinals in my top three this week, followed by the Broncos and Ravens rounding out my top five. Uh, the Buccaneers, Panthers, the aforementioned Titans, uh, the Washington football team, and the New Orleans Saints rounding out my top ten. One week just to confuse you or see if you're paying attention, I'm going to put a team <laughs> on both the uh, recommended list and the avoid list and see if you catch it. Perfect. There will be a quiz. Okay. Got it. <laughs> okay. And you never know what week it might be, so just uh, keep that under your hat. Well, I think last week I put Atlanta on my avoid list twice, so it's only fair. <laughs> well, um, that wasn't a bad pick, but... Um, no, I really but, didn't want to uh, turn them last week, or any week, really. All right. Okay, well, they almost won, but um, it was a high-scoring game, mm-hmm. so even if they had won, you still would have been justified in not starting them. Uh, my avoid list for defenses this week, and there are a lot of them, but like I said, 11 in my top 10. <laughs> Miami... The Giants, Buffalo, Seattle, Cincinnati, the Chargers, Kansas City, Detroit, Philadelphia, Cleveland, and San Francisco. We've got some overlap. Um, I've got the Rams, the Seahawks, Chargers, Texans, and Vikings. And then my second tier, second half, so speak, the Lions, Browns, Giants, Eagles, and the Jaguars. Nothing good in Jacksonville right now. They don't even have Gardner Minshew anymore. You went from a blue team to a green team. Yeah. Which has a green quarterback. Yes. Yes. And he's playing a cat team this week. So they're all over they're all over blue shit list this week. (laughs) Yeah. So um Well Game prediction. Let's, let's see how these games are going to play out. Yeah. Who do you like tonight? We've got kickoff in about about 40 minutes here. How are you feeling about this? We actually have a what hopefully will be a decent Thursday night game this week. Yeah. This... It's going to be a fair amount. It's going to be a nothing not, else. Not two teams that are going to be in contention for, you know, Super Bowl this year, maybe for a top five draft pick, but uh, we'll see. But tonight we've got the Rams traveling to Seattle. Um, I would love, just as a joke, for a referee once to give uh, Seattle a, a penalty on the 12th man for too many men on the field, but <laughs> maybe I don't think that'll happen tonight. But oh, even if it does, I still did. think the Rams – only if it did. But if I still think the Rams – um, I think they're going to bounce back from last week and uh, bring their uh, A offense this week and play just enough defense to hold off Seattle. I'll go with a final score of Rams 31, Seattle 27, in what should be a really entertaining game as long as Seattle doesn't show up in those lime green uniforms. Oh, those are awful. Oh, God. I just so hope that's not happening. Um, I'm pretty much right in line with you. I've got the Rams winning 30-27. I think it's a close game. I I kind of think whoever's got the ball last is going to win this game. They're going to end up scoring at the end of the game, and that's where we're going to end up. So I'd say take the over, take, take the Rams, <laughs> Seattle's 10th man, or the 12th man. I think, honestly, 
Seahawks fans wouldn't even be mad if they got penalized for that. It'd become a point of pride. So, you know, maybe we should make it happen. All righty. Um, moving to Sunday, uh, as you mentioned before, we have our first of the London games this week. Um, they picked a doozy for their premiere, and they've got yeah. uh, the, the Jets uh, traveling to um, Atlanta, I guess, for Jaguars must have said no, but um, anyway, we've got the Jets in Atlanta. Um, Atlanta, unfortunately for them, has to give up a home game for this. But um, I, and half of their wide receivers, the, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I, I think even if they had their full complement of wide receivers, I would still pick the Jets. But as it is, I'm picking the Jets to win this by a field goal and a and another battle of. Uh, Teams vying for top five draft picks. I'll go uh, Jets 27, Atlanta 24, as uh, Zach Wilson does just enough. Yeah, I mean, Zach Wilson will finally get some, you know, two weeks of of positive reinforcement, which I can't imagine it's easy to be the Jets quarterback right now. Um, So that's nice for him. Atlanta doesn't really, yeah, Atlanta doesn't really play defense to begin with, and now they didn't bring half their offense, so... Despite Calvin really not getting on a plane, I still thought they weren't going to win. Now I really don't feel like they are. I've got the Jets winning 24-20, and I feel like that may be even be too many points for Atlanta, but I'm going to stick with it. Okay. Um, the Sunday early games, although it's not the earliest game, maybe we should call the other one the Sunday a.m. game or the Sunday earliest game. Yeah. But <laughs> the Sunday early games, um, first up we've got uh, Denver – coming down from on high their mountain time zone to uh, face Pittsburgh and yeah, Denver falling from the ranks of the unbeaten this past week, uh, moving to Baltimore. But um, I, I disagree just because I'm pretty sure I know how you're going to pick this game. I'm thinking that Pittsburgh yes, is going to bounce <laughs> up for one last uh, hurrah and I'll pick them to uh overcome adversity and Ben Roethlisberger's uh, poor play and win this uh, by field goal 24-21. Okay. Um, you're probably going to pick yes, Denver you're by right two touchdowns. That, I, I, did, I picked Denver by 10 points, so you're in top four. I was fine even when it was Drew Locke. I still felt like Denver could win by 10 points because I really just have that little respect for the Pittsburgh offense at this point. And I'm sorry, Najee Harris. I, I'm sorry to do this to you, but, like, you're just lumped in with everybody else right now. Um, the Pittsburgh defense is is certainly above average. Having T.J. Watt healthier definitely helps. But old Teddy Two Gloves is going to come in wearing his two gloves, throwing balls down the field. Hopefully he and Cortland Sutton maybe get introduced to each other before the game so he could start throwing to him a little more. Um, but other than that, I think Denver wins without a problem 23-13 in not a very high-scoring game but a convincing win. Okay, so we have our first of many disagreements this week. Um, Okay. Well, don't worry, there's more ahead. (laughs) Yeah. All right, this one I don't think we're going to disagree on, though. Uh, The first of the cat team games, uh, the Lions traveling to Minnesota this week, and you're right, Dalvin Cook probably not needed this week. doesn't matter if it's Alexander Madison, Alexander Hamilton, or whomever, but uh, I I think Vikings win this game. Yeah, I think the Vikings will win this pretty handily, I'll say, by 10 points. Uh, I think they'll ground out a victory here, uh, Minnesota 30, Detroit 20. We've got Minnesota winning 
shocker, I think everybody does and should. I have it a little closer 25-21, but I just feel like most of that is Detroit garbage time. And like I said, I just don't think Dalvin Cook's going to be necessary here. I think he plays a couple of series and he's done. It's going to be the Alexander Madison show. Maybe also the Alexander Hamilton show. I'm not opposed to that either. (laughs) I'll put $10 on it. (laughs) All right. Um, Next up, uh, Green Bay at Cincinnati. Um, yeah, Joe Burrow pulled pulled one out um, last week. Uh, they, I don't think that game should have been that close. But uh, anyway, they get another home game this week against a tougher opponent, even with the 10 days rest. I think they're still going to come up a number of points short. I'll say um, the Aaron Rodgers is 31 and the Joe Burrows is 24. I'm going to actually surprise you here. This may be the first time this has ever happened, at least in the the recent future, but I'm picking against Green Bay. I'm I'm picking Cincinnati to win this 31-27. Hear me out. Aaron Rodgers historically does not like playing in Cincinnati. His offense still has a little bit they need to get figured out here. Um, it can't just be Aaron Jones all the time. Um, and I think Cincinnati, their defense is – a little better than we think it is. I think Jamar Chase can get past some defenders and score some points here. Even without Joe Mixon, I think Cincinnati pulls the upset this week. Um, Blue just came by to say he approves of that pick, but I still disagree <laughs> with it. So. All right, Blue. I'll get you, I'll get you, you a Bengals cat jersey after this week. <laughs> came in, rubbed my leg, and left again. So anyway, um, He's got bigger fish to fry than us. He does. There are bigger cats to catch, I guess. Um, if you wanted some fish, though, the dolphins are um, playing you across their uh, interstate rivals, the Buccaneers. Um, it's a home game for Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay will bounce back convincingly from a somewhat lackluster showing in the Tom Brady um, and Antonio Brown revenge game. I'll go here with the final score of uh, – um, Tampa Bay 34, Miami 20, and the Dolphins' swan song, I, or at least Jacoby Brissett's swan song. I, all, I really almost picked Miami to win this game, and I'm not totally convinced they won't. I think this is going to be a little bit of a letdown game for Tampa. There was so much build the last week. Then there was the actual game itself, which did not go the way any of us thought it would. Sure, Mother Nature had a hand in that, but uh, they shouldn't have needed to work so hard to beat the Patriots. And this week, Miami's defense shows up against Tampa Bay. They show up against Tom Brady, and I think they're going to give them a run for it. Unfortunately, they just are not healthy enough. They're just not a good enough team to overcome them. But I have Tampa winning a close one, 27-24. All right. Um, Next up, we have what could potentially be a real mismatch. But uh, we've got the Patriots, who we were just talking about, uh, traveling to the Texans, who – um, aside from uh, Jacksonville, hosting Jacksonville week one, are going to find it a really long season. But uh, I, I think this game is reasonably close. I don't know why. I mean, in theory, New England should blow them out. But I just I don't think these are the Belichick of old uh, Patriots. I think mm-hmm. talent level is definitely not what it was. And, you know, Mac Jones may be a good quarterback, Sunday, but he's certainly not lighting the world on fire yet. Um, I'll I'll pick Houston to keep it reasonably close, but still New England win. I'll say New England 27, Houston 20. I have this, I think, as my lowest scoring game of 
of the week. I'm I'm I think Houston's gonna stay in this. Right now they are a double digit underdog at home, so take Houston with the points if there's nothing else I can impart on you this week. Um but I have New England winning twenty one thirteen. So a close game. Um Bill Belichick wreaks havoc on rookie quarterbacks and Davis Mills is gonna have a really tough day. But the Houston defense is just gonna blitz Mac Jones all day long and I'm not entirely sure he's not gonna throw a couple of picks. And you were right so far. This is your lowest scoring game of the week by two points yeah. over the Denver-Pittsburgh yeah. uh, game. Okay, Ooh. just in case anybody out there is Not keeping a... track. They're, All right. they're obviously um, <laughs> Next up, we have uh, New Orleans traveling to play the WTF. Um, I think New Orleans, well, both had really disappointing showings last week uh, that resulted in yeah. losses. Um Somewhat unexpected losses, but uh, yeah. But um, I, I think um, New Orleans. I think they're going to show up this week. I know Jameis Winston has been somewhat mercurial, but uh, I'll go with them to have a good week and uh, New Orleans to win this by a field goal on the road. I'll say New Orleans twenty-seven and the and the football team uh, twenty-four. If there's one thing I love in this world, it's an underdog, it's a back quarterback, but even I can't rationally pick Washington to win this game. Um, I don't even have it as close as you do. I have New Orleans and the fighting Jameis Winstons to win 33-24. Washington lost three more defensive players last week. Their defenses are already underperforming. Now they're gutted by injuries. These are not the first major defensive injuries they've had. They're without tight end Logan Thomas, who has been the Taylor Heineke security blanket. I just, I don't see on paper, I can't find a way to have them beat the Saints as much as I want to. So, New Orleans 33-24. All right. Uh, and my apologies. I said Washington lost last week. Of course they didn't. They beat the Falcons. Somebody had to do it. It but, felt uh, like a loss. <laughs> uh, it felt like, you know, that was a weird game. I know I picked Washington to win. Yeah. It seemed like Atlanta was winning the whole game and then Washington pulls it out at the end yeah. but uh, yep. anyway okay uh, next up we've got uh, Philadelphia traveling on the road uh, to play another cat team the Panthers and in a pick that will make Blue proud I think uh, Eagles keep it close I think Jalen Hurts has a good game uh, kind of like he did last week but also in a losing effort I'll say uh, that Carolina um, 30 Philadelphia 27 Okay. Um, I again, I I have to agree. Carolina's going to win this game until Philly figures out that they need a run game to complement a pass game. And I don't know if Lane Johnson's going to play or not. They've got a couple of defensive injuries. Also, this Carolina team is just a better team overall. But they keep it closer than I would have predicted maybe a week ago. I've got Carolina winning twenty-eight twenty. Right. Next up, we have what could be a one of the biggest mismatches of the day. That's Tennessee going on the road to Jacksonville. Still not quite sure what happened against the Jets last week for Tennessee, but I think they bounced back. Um, I don't think this will be a blowout on the of the magnitude that uh, Buffalo and Houston was last week, but I'll pick yeah. uh, Tennessee in a mini blowout by 10 points, uh, 27-17 to win this game on the road. Yeah, I mean, Tennessee will get a little healthier, and they always have a game or two every season where they just come out and lay an egg inexplicably. Like, that shouldn't have happened last week, but they didn't have two wide receivers. 
for big parts of that offense. I get it. Um, but I don't think they're going to have this problem this week. I have them winning 33-21. They get healthier. Jacksonville is clearly not focused on football. I mean, their coach isn't even traveling with them when they're leaving games. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but all, all week it's been all off-the-field chatter and locker room issues. Jacksonville just is not ready to play Tennessee this week. Okay. Uh, next up we've got Chicago traveling to Las Vegas. Derek Carr uh, didn't look very good on Monday night, and huh? Justin Fields uh, getting another shot at it. Uh, but I think Derek Carr will – bounce back at home in Chicago's defense. Yeah, I guess this is the Khalil Mack, Mack uh, revenge bowl, but uh, there you go. I, think, uh, his, I think his old team uh, gets the better of his uh, current team here, so I'll go with um, the Raiders to win this 27-21 as uh, Derek Carr has a nice bounce back game. Got a little closer. Um, I've got the Raiders winning, surprise, surprise, uh, 23-20. I think the Chicago defense will stymie them a little bit, and Vegas needs to kind of find themselves after last week. But it, it's the Las Vegas roller coaster we've been on. Win a couple, lose a couple, you think you figure them out, and then it completely changes. Um, but I think they are a, a more complete team than the Bears are. Josh Jacobs being healthier certainly helps. And I think there's going to be uh, a lot of Hunter Renfro again this week, and that's going to be the difference for Las Vegas. Okay, next up is a game that I think will be one of the better ones of the uh, weekend, and that's Cleveland at the Chargers. You know, Justin Herbert certainly put on a good performance uh, Monday night against the Raiders in their victory. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think uh, Cleveland, even though they had a tough go of it against uh, Minnesota's uh, defense last week still managed to pull out the victory, and I think their uh, offense will start to uh, rebound this week. Uh, Odell Beckham seems to be you know, finally getting his health and uh, getting some chemistry with uh, Baker Mayfield, and I think Nick Chubb will have a big game, and I'll say that uh, Cleveland eats out of the victory over Austin Eakler and the, um, the Chargers here. I'll say uh, 31-30 for the Browns. I've actually got this lower scoring. I've got the Chargers winning 24-21, so not as many points. I think the defenses are going to be more of a factor in this game than, you know, we would have thought in weeks past. I think Cleveland's defense is going to be what keeps them in it, but the Chargers offense, I think just Justin Herbert being healthier than Baker Mayfield right now, and I think they just have a few more weapons is going to be what makes the difference. But this is going to go back and forth all day. I'm excited to see this one. But the thing is, you'll have to watch it on delay because this next game is the one you'll presumably would be watching instead. And that's here's uh, the thing: I've got two TVs in my living room. I am set up to do this. I'm ready. (laughs) All right. Yes, our Um, game of the week. Yeah, our 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 uh, twice a year uh, rivalry. The. Cowboys, your Cowboys <laughs> hosting my Giants, although I don't think it'll be much of a rivalry or much of a game. Uh, I think Dallas wins this easily. Uh, um, I think last week for the Giants was a mirage, but uh, we'll see. Um, I'll say the Cowboys win this 34-21. I have it a much closer game. As always, I'm pessimistic about the Cowboys at home, especially when the Giants come to town. I've got Dallas winning 33-28. I think Jalen Smith uh, getting released was an issue for the locker room. There are a lot of guys who aren't happy about it, and the Giants, for whatever reason, always have their number when they come to Jerry's world, 
And I'm not I'm not saying Saquon Barkley isn't going to run all over this team, but like I think Saquon Barkley might have a really nice day this week. <laughs> so I guess okay. the, the Cowboys just winning by a, a smaller margin, 33-28. Right. Um, another uh, the other NFC West uh, matchup this week has San Francisco on the road against Arizona. Um, so I guess it's Arizona's offense against San Francisco's defense. I think Arizona's offense is going to prevail at home. I'll take the Kyler Murray's 30 over the Jimmy Garoppolo's 24. Yeah, I'm with you there. I've got uh, the fighting Kyler Murray's and that overpowering Arizona offense 30 to 24, so right in line there. Um, Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, it doesn't matter. They just That offense doesn't have enough to overcome Arizona and their defense. So it'll be a good game, but it's not for the 49ers this week. All right, the Sunday night game should be a real good one. Uh, we've got the mm-hmm. Bills traveling to Kansas City. Hard to pick against the Bills as good as they looked last week, although they were playing the Texans. But uh, I think Kansas City is going to step up and uh, play their best game of the season, at least on offense, uh, for this game. And I think they'll manage to uh, get a victory here. I'll say that Patrick Mahomes is 34 over the Josh Allen's 31. I've got uh, Buffalo Wings 35-30, so I think we're both in agreement. This is going to be a high-scoring game. There's going to be a lot of offense. Um, I think also from our predictions, you could guess, we're we're good with starting just about everybody on these teams. And I'm very excited. I think Buffalo wins this, and they finally kind of win back our our feelings of them being a Super Bowl contender after laying an egg against Steelers week one. Okay. And then uh, finally, the Monday night game, we've got uh, the current Baltimore (laughs) team against the former Baltimore team. And uh, I think the current Baltimore team at home uh, just looking a little bit better to me than the former Baltimore team. So I'll say uh, Ravens 27, Colts 24. Yeah, we're we're right in line there. I've got the Ravens 27-21. I think uh, the Baltimore defense is – definitely going to be the difference here and Indy's defense will keep them in it but until Carson Wentz shows me he can function in this offense I can't pick them to win football games just can't do it so that brings us to the end of game picks we've got a couple daily fantasy picks for you for the week um as always a disclaimer you guys know who to start you know who the studs are these are your value picks so that you can put those guys in your lineup we're going to win you some money in your season-long fantasy uh team and as well as your daily fantasy picks so quarterback daniel jones who i've been talking about i'm still high on trey lance as he plays and james winston as begrudgingly as i want to recommend him the price is definitely right uh running back uh chuba hubbard whether or not christian mccaffrey plays i'm okay playing him chase edmonds in arizona i think will have a great game Damian Harris, uh, Damian Williams, anyone named Damian really playing running back this week seems to be good value, and Leonard Fournette down in Tampa Bay. At wide receiver, Kenny Galladay is the healthiest of the wide receivers, and I think he'll get downfield a few times, so the price is right there. Hunter Renfro out in Vegas, I can't say enough good stuff about him. Marvin Jones in Jacksonville. At tight end, Dalton Schultz, who we think is the Cowboys tight end, <laughs> we think, with an asterisk there. Mike Kosicki, who we have to mention at least every every show, we're contractually obligated at this point, I feel like, to do that. Cameron Breed in Tampa Bay, with or without Kronk in the lineup, he's still worth a start. And Tyler Conklin in Minnesota, who we talked about a little bit earlier. Defensively, the Patriots, Raiders, and the Cardinals all are good bets there. If you're looking for teams to stack, 
Obviously, Arizona, uh, Jacksonville, believe it or not, value-wise is a good stack. The Titans, Dolphins, and the Giants, all are good plays there as well. So that brings us to everything we've got for you this week. We are just under the wire before kickoff of Thursday Night Football. We'll be back next week on our normal day and time. Obviously, internet and technology willing, but we'll be back Wednesday at 8 8 p.m. Eastern time as we are every week. No, you're fine. (laughs) You can find us all over social media on Twitter at the number 4THNHShow at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. You can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. And if you missed any episodes, you have any questions, find us on social media, find us anywhere you can download your favorite podcast, and you will be all set to have a victory this week. So good luck, everybody, unless, of course, you're playing us.